Hello everyone. I'd like to welcome all of you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. My name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing and I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast. So today we are talking about rethinking the refining and petrochemical industries. This article, which was written by Jerry Price, Director of Business Case Assessments from Burns and McDonald, is featured in the March issue Business Trends in Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. Now remember, you can subscribe to the main column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button or by saying to your smartphone, hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast. So rethinking the refining and petrochemicals industries. Crude oil has been the fundamental element of transportation fuel for many decades. However, market factors are changing this dynamic, creating incentives for some organizations to consider oil to chemical complexes to maintain a competitive edge. Crude oil-based fuels, such as gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel, are seeing nominal to flat growth, averaging 0.7% per year to 0.9% per year. Meanwhile, petrochemicals are growing at a more robust pace, averaging 4% per year. What factors are driving this disparity? In the fuel sector, market penetration of methanol, ethanol, and liquefied natural gas, or LNG, continues to increase. This, as well as the slow but steady electrification of the transportation fleet and mandated improvements in global fuel efficiency standards, are resulting in slow growth in transportation fuels. The story is entirely different for petrochemicals. Growth is being stimulated by a variety of factors, including worldwide population growth, increasing income and wealth, and aging populations in the developed world. Petrochemicals demand drivers. Many everyday household items, from product packaging to clothes to cars, contain petrochemical products. The consumption of petrochemical-derived materials has always been highest in developed areas, primarily North America and Western Europe. Today, the largest population centers in China and India are making remarkable strides where significant percentages of their populations are moving into the middle class. With many more millions adopting consumption-based lifestyles, demand for more petrochemical products is increasing rapidly. Demand from these areas is dwarfing growth rates in North America and Europe. In fact, demand for petrochemicals in less industrialized regions doubles every 12 years to 5 years. Demand in the developed world may not keep keeping pace with this explosive growth, but it's still strong, although for slightly different reasons. The U.S. population is beginning to age. According to census data, the median age in 2000 was 30, compared with 38 in 2018. This significant shift reflects the huge wave of people entering their retirement years and the resulting adoption of a lifestyle featuring less consumption of transportation fuels and more consumer products bought with wealth accumulated throughout their working lives. Where will production come from? Petrochemicals are generally produced from natural gas liquids, or NGLs, such as ethane, propane, and butane, along with naphtha. This occurs via various processes to produce both olefins and aromatics, the basic building blocks from which further chemicals are derived. The ongoing boom in production from shale gas deposits has resulted in an upsurge in petrochemical production in various parts of the world, including along the U.S. Gulf Coast. It should be noted that steam cracking and dehydronization of NGL is an incomplete chemistry set, producing primarily ethylene and propylene, 
while neglecting production of heavier petrochemical products such as butadiene, benzene, and paraxylene in substantial quantities. Therefore, a role for naphtha as a petrochemical feedstock still exists via steam cracking for producing butadiene and benzene or via reforming to produce benzene and paraxylene. Why oil to chemical? As demand for transportation fuel is limited, but petrochemical demand is growing, oil can be utilized as a petrochemical feedstock. However, most crude oils in the world cannot be directly converted. Instead, a large complex is required to prepare the oil for conversion to petrochemicals. Oil to chemicals complexes, therefore, contain substantial levels of naphtha to petrochemical capacity to achieve production of many primary petrochemical products. The, mo the molecular optimization inside a state-of-the-art oil-to-chemicals complex will allow maximum production of light olefins as well as heavier petrochemical products. This results in full market coverage and reduced market risk due to product and revenue diversification. Examining an oil-to-chemicals complex. The oil-to-gas market continues to be incredibly competitive. This is because almost all finished products are fungible and very little difference exists in end product or quality. This makes them easily transportable across the globe. Organizations that have competitive advantages in certain geographical areas can take advantage of growth potential in other geographies. For these reasons, organizations must continue to consider new production or complexes and must approach them from a financially focused standpoint. Most analysts believe new oil-to-chemical complexes will be built in parts of the world where crude oil is plentiful and located close to regions with the potential for highest demand growth. This includes the Middle East and Asia, including Southeast Asia. Generally, these complexes are built to leverage economies of scale while pushing the bounds of proven train capacity for both refining and petrochemical units. Hundreds of potential con uh, configurations are available for new oil-to-chemicals complexes. Producers beginning with a blank sheet of paper would have no way of knowing what the optimal configuration might be for a given business plan or market condition. Organizations must go through a rigorous configuration development process to maximize the value of each stream. This is necessary to identify the configuration that best suits the organization's needs. A series of traditional refining steps are required to prepare the oil fractions for conversion to petrochemicals. Generally, a highly complex refinery configuration is needed to ensure significant levels of conversion and, subsequently, a minimization of the oil feedstock requirement. Many processes can be utilized to convert oil fractions directly to some petrochemical products. Processes that reduce steps and conversion from oil to petrochemicals will be heavily favored due to savings in capital and operational cost. One such example is a high olefin fluid catalytic cracking process, which can produce significant quantities of propylene, butylene, and highly aromatic naphtha that can be treated for recovery in an aromatics complex. Measuring the economics. The economics of new complexes can be measured in two ways. The first is to measure straight project internal rate of return, or IRR, looking at a profitability index. Oil to chemicals complexes typically have IRRs well above those expected for a new export refinery investment. Economies of scale can be achieved in building both an integrated refinery and petrochemical plant. By optimizing molecules in the production process, the IRR of the project or conversion can be boosted. 
Depending on the price set and market demand, IRR will generally increase as the conversion from fuels to petrochemical products increases. However, at some point, the maximum value of all streams in the plant are achieved, striking a balance between transportation fuels and petrochemical production. Further, conversion to petrochemicals can result in an erosion of the complex's overall value. Methodologies can be applied to determine this maximum point to find the most productive configuration. The second way to measure the economies or economics is to compare the competitiveness of the complex's production with other routes for the same petrochemical products. This would include traditional routes versus an oil-to-chemicals route. Success in calculating cost of production will allow the organization to optimize the process or project to achieve the highest rate of return. The techniques and methods for financial analysis of these projects can be challenging given the wide range of capital spending and uncertainty of product market and prices. Additionally, strategic and operating decisions do not always follow traditional analytical procedures and, at times, financial return may be sacrificed in favor of other strategic objectives. So here's the takeaway. The petrochemical market is primed to grow quickly, while the transportation fuel market is exhibiting signs of slow growth. To take advantage of this trend, organizations must become vertically integrated. Shifting production from crude oil to chemicals will allow them to maintain a competitive edge and find a disposition for their crude oil production. New complexes are still being built, and this will continue to impact the global market. Today, a surprising number of publicly announced complexes are scheduled to be built around the world. Despite the initial cost of these complexes, the changing global market is clearly flashing strong signals to proceed. These investments can be maximized, but this will require insight and full understanding of market conditions specific to the project and the overall global marketplace for various petrochemical products. Organizations must meet local or export demand requirements for fuel and petrochemical products. This means optimizing the balance between production and properly configuring the process. So this article, Rethinking the Refining and Petrochemicals Industries, was featured in the March issue of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine within the Business Trends section. So again, we want to thank you for listening to this installment of the Main Column Podcast. Please subscribe to the Main Column Podcast by clicking on the subscribe button or by using your smartphone by saying, Hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the Main Column Podcast. Until next time.